welcome to another brand new episode of the Seven Lakes Sports Podcast. James Kovaleski here, and I'm joined by another guy who shares my initials. So I'm James Kovaleski. We're joined today by Jimmy Kruger. He is the head boys soccer coach here for the Seven Lakes Spartans. Coach, thanks for joining the show today. It's always a pleasure to get a chance to talk about the program at Seven Lakes and everything that's good that's going on. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, kind of interesting. We always like to get started just getting to know more about our coaches as people. And I was reading your bio on the website and you are not a native Texan. You're from New Orleans. And so, you know, obviously Mardi Gras time, you know, recently. And so a lot lot of fun and festivities. So I'm just curious, what was it like growing up in the Big Easy? So I grew up on the West Bank of New Orleans called Algiers. Um, Very laid back, good food. A lot of people that care about the friendship and almost everything surrounds the food concept there. Uh, my whole life was revolving around sports. So I really think it would have been no different regardless of where I was. Every weekend yeah. was filled with either uh, soccer or baseball. I have three brothers. We all were heavily invested in sports. So it was pretty much school. And then what tournament are we at? And then, you know, with, how things are of course we're going to go support our own brothers so again my entire life was sports funny enough when we moved to texas i i grew up in the catholic school system so i literally had my uniform my school uniform and i had athletic gear i had no in between i didn't own a pair of jeans until i was you know told you know in texas i had i could wear whatever i went to school and you know, when you're looking around campus and every single kid's in jeans, you're like, I guess it's time to fit in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's a different world over there. Uh, when you get into the Catholic school system, it starts in eighth grade for high school and goes to 12th. You have to apply and get accepted. And that's kind of a big deal. And typically the oldest brother determines the path for the rest. We all went to Brother Martin. Uh, Jesuit was obviously our big rival. And we would have to, I mean, back then, 15-year-olds could drive. And my older brother, 15-year-old kid, would drive us across the Mississippi River Bridge (laughs) to get to high school. And I don't, my son is 13. I do not see myself allowing my son to do that in two years' time, for sure. But, you know, I've I've played soccer since age three. Uh, It's taken me some really, really cool places. And I've had some really, really good experiences along the way because of it. Yeah, and let's talk about that. So, you know, you're you 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 grew up in New Orleans, but then you you went to Katy High School actually. So uh, you know, one of one of our rivals here in, in 196A. And you know, some of the people that listen to the show know that I've been talking about I'm actually moving to Katy. I'm moving out there and we will, you know, my son and my family will be in the Katy High School zone. So he'll be a Katy Tiger someday. So just talk about your experience growing up because you're 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 someone that's very familiar with the Katy community. So how much what does it mean to you to still be all these years later a member of the the larger Katy, you know, Katy Texas community? Well, the cool thing is to see the just the amount of growth that has taken place in such yeah. a short period of time. Um, I grew up. I, I shouldn't say I grew up. We moved to Pin Oak, which is a zone to to Katy, and we had to actually drive across a overpass over I ten once upon a time to get to Katie. Now, obviously that has been expanded. They, uh, I think in my junior year, they actually blew it up to expand it because just the traffic was getting crazy. So we had three school options. My parents called around and, um, at the time, my oldest brother, Joe was going to LSU. So he really was a non-factor. My older brother was a junior at brother Martin and my parents basically asked, are we okay with moving? 
me and my little brother said, not a problem. Older brother said, sure. It's tough. You know, he's got that long core friends and he didn't want to leave. So they actually worked it out with family friend and he stayed. And so me and my little brother come in, um, you know, it's, it's really difficult. Uh, my brother had the, he came in as an eighth grader and my little brother, when I say little brother's a six foot five, pretty large guy. Yeah. Um, so obviously the eighth grade football coaches latched on and hoped, uh, he just never really took a liking to the sport. We sure. were always just soccer and baseball and he was a really good baseball player too. Um, but the first day of school, we actually had a pep rally and there's a lot of culture shock. We didn't do pep rallies back in new Orleans, you know, and right. you enter the gym and everyone knows everyone pretty much because of how the feeder systems work. I know right. not soul. So I just go sit in the corner, yeah. wait, wait, and then go to class. And then first athletic period, our coach says, are you any good? And can anyone vouch for you besides your mom? And I said, well, <laughs> I mean, literally it was day four of me being in Texas. I said, well, I, I'm latched on to a club right now. You can talk to that coach, but I don't think he knows me too well yet. Right. And then uh, when we were able to get out to the fields for the first time, we had a, a, a scrimmage and then he came over to me and said, yeah, pretty good. I'm going to move you into the varsity athletic period. Wow. And I wow. ended up being a four-year varsity player for him. Um, but the Katie culture is it's pretty special with just how bought into everything they do from an athletic standpoint. It's 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 impressive and it's been a long time process where it's just tradition that they are successful and it's kind of um you know, something that's built off of that success. And at the same time, it's what we try to do here. Right. Uh, you know, is create not just a one hit season, but year in and year out a success that when kids step into our program, they understand what they're representing. And that's paid massive dividends over the course of my time here at Seven Links, um, where kids come in and literally they, they're coming in to compete and, understand that this this program has been special for many years now coach just let's talk about longevity here every coach that i've interviewed so far they the majority of them were there from the very beginning or came shortly thereafter and so i'm curious for you i know you've got a pretty lengthy history here were, were you here for the very first formative years of seven links or did you come later so uh, my first year was in 2007 so that was two years after okay. establishment so pretty close um i was fresh out of college and I went through that mindset and path of now what right and right. I had an opportunity to go on trial with what was called Houston 1836 but now it's called the Houston Dynamo and very cool I had two I would say small knee issues with with I don't think I was a hundred percent so I started doing the whole career what what what's right. what's life like after sports and i went on a couple of interviews i would say the two callbacks i got i i was smart enough at that time luckily to go talk to an employee that wasn't the interviewer and just ask about their quality of life do you enjoy working here you know and both times they gave me honest feedback and it made me change kind of what i was going to be looking to do I took my LSAT. I was going to go to law school, follow my big brother doing that path. And then I'm like, do I really want to spend another three years delaying what I'm going to end up doing? Because that's all it was going to be is delaying my decision on finally deciding a career. 
I even got into the FBI pool and I was wow. on stage. <laughs> yeah. I was on stage two. So I, I passed the test. I went in for an interview and they all said I needed about five years of real work experience. And then I can move on to the physical assessment and then the uh, lie detector portion of it. And so I'm like, all right, here we go. I got on with Yancey Life Transition, which is a company that specializes in throwing coaches into school districts that need help. So I went to the Heights and I was able to work with that high school okay. for about two months. And we went to our first playoff in school history. And just basically in the first week, I knew that this is this is where I should be. I should awesome. be, you know working with kids and, and sharing what I've learned along the way. So after that season, that coach really tried hard to keep me on staff. And I was, you know, I, I looked what was out there and surprise, surprise, Daryl Metcalf, who was the coach at Taylor high school. When I was at Katie high school was looking for an assistant coach at seven lakes high school. So I sent him an email They get me in real quick. Um, Funny story of the assistant at the time, who's currently my assistant, Jay Kaufman. He wasn't sure I was able to pass the content test because he saw this big guy that, oh man, this is just a jock. <laughs> no chance he's going to get uh, his content test passed. <laughs> and, you know, it passed the first time. That was the non issue. The funniest thing was um, when they did big teacher fair. So Seven Links was the hot ticket new school. Right. I got a phone call that the admin wanted to meet me. And I was living in Houston at the time, but my wife's family was still in Katy and we were just there. And I I literally have no clothes. I have like a pair of 1990s cargo pants that I might've worn in high school that were still at our house. Cause I married my high school sweetheart. Right. Very cool. And I had an Astros polo. <laughs> They're like, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Come on. So I, I show up to this job fair and everyone is dressed appropriately i would right. say they're Shirt in their tie, suit yep. tie and here i am this young guy with cargo pants and a astros polo and the line for the seven lakes table it was 200 plus deep so i get in the back of the line i'm just standing there and then ronda ward who was an ap at the time sees me and she's like are you jimmy krueger i said yes ma'am she's like come with me so i walk in front of all these people in suit and ties and they're just shaking their head at me I'm like oh so i go to the back have a conversation with kevin o'keefe who was the athletic coordinator yep. at the time and you know he said all you gotta do is pass that content test man we're looking forward to having you so the second i passed it uh i got a phone call a couple days later got brought in uh, i coached the jb2 team that first year and then the next year I got bumped to the JV one team and then Daryl Metcalf stepped down that very year and I interviewed for the head coaching job. So in 2009 to 2010 season, I was the head coach. All right, coach. Be brilliant story, man. And you've, and you've been there for so long. You may have known my good friend, Derek Ruthart, who was coaching around that time. And he had a similar story. He showed up to coaching school dressed in his khakis, in khaki shorts, and we had a good laugh out of that. But great story, man. Really love the background. All right, let's look at this year, Coach. Man, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at our record for this year. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I mean, from, from what I'm seeing online, we dropped the first match of the season to the Woodlands, who's a perennial powerhouse, 2-1. And then we reeled off 18 victories in a row. Can you just yeah. talk about that, just the start to the year and then the the, the streak that followed? So it's it's all about building off of last year, right? And when you know that you have a team that you can continue on 
what was done in the previous year. You want to challenge them. And I called the Woodlands coach right away and said, let's, let's have our first game of the year against each other. We both made it to state. Let's really see where we stand. And it was a competitive game back and forth. We ended up losing with a little over a minute on the clock left. Um, could have gone either way, but it was a it was a good check for my players because you know we returned our entire attacking group from last year, and they were all young. We're still young, really. I only have ten seniors on this year's team, um, so to get them to see that it's not going to be just an easy path is the most important thing for us. And then what spurred off of that is what we had with the 18 straight wins, which is a school record for us for consecutive wins. And this game, like you said, they call it the beautiful game, but it's extremely difficult to go on runs like that because yes. anything can happen in a game. You can play exceptional, but the ball doesn't go in the back of the net and it could yes. be one mistake. And there's the difference. So it's, it's, it's tough. We say we we hate to love the game, but it, at the same time, they're, the underdog in this game always has a chance. You saw in the World Cup, uh, all, yeah. they always have a chance. So that's what makes games so special in the environment and the culture and the energy that's in the game is anything can happen. And it's one of those messages I talk to our kids about all the time is, you know, you want you want teams and you want opponents bought into the match because victories mean more. Then if the team just rolls out, shows up late, we put five or six on them. They don't care. There's nothing yep. to that. Yep. There's there's something in terms of establishing that that memory that's going to last you for a long time is is going out and competing against a quality opponent in a in an environment that is just electric. So yeah, 18 straight wins. We actually just played Jordan last night to one one draw. Yep. Uh, they played. They played very, very well. They they needed a point. They're the fourth seed right now, and they're trying to hold on to that. They have a big week ahead of them playing Taylor and Tompkins, two other teams that are trying to bump them out of the playoff um, race. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. We played really well last night. We we had a enormous amount of chances. It just again, ball wasn't going the back of the net for us. We we scored a pretty pretty quality banger from distance to start the affair. And then with about four minutes left in the half, uh, Jordan was awarded a, a penalty and then mm. that's where it sat. But again, super proud of the guys where we're at. We're currently undefeated in district at 12 and one with roughly, a, we have a seven point lead over Peyto who's currently in second with three matches to play. So, you know, this district in soccer, and I know for other sports that can say the same thing is one of the best. And I know a lot yeah. of districts throw that out there. This district, it's it's if not the best, it's definitely in consideration for, for that that talk. Um, for us to potentially close out a district title with at least a draw on Tuesday against Peyto's huge accomplishment. And it would be our fourth straight title, which is another massive accomplishment. And Daryl Metcalf, who's um, about to retire, he's my other assistant coach. He's been in this district forever, and I try to ask him, has anyone ever won four in a row? And he he doesn't know he 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 doesn't think so. But again, we we don't know. So we're just assuming that it could be a potential first um, for us. And again, super proud of the guys and how we've have we've responded with a with a first game loss. And that was my first like that was my first first game loss <laughs> in my coaching career. And I told him that and I said I don't care. I'm here to challenge y'all. Yeah. And our pre district was more challenging than 
any schedule I put together in years past because I knew we had the potential to do what we needed to do to be successful and get ready for not only our district, but for postseason play. Coach, I, I I broadcast a Tompkins game earlier in the season at their tournament they're hosting at their campus, and they looked incredible to me, and they're sixth place on the table right now. And so that just goes to show exactly what you're talking about in 196A. You mentioned Jordan. They're the fifth-place team fighting their way to try to get in. And so, yeah, on paper, people wouldn't think, oh, you know, Seven Lake's going to win this game. But like you said, it's just – it's almost impossible to run the table in soccer. And I think especially the, the the PKs adds an element to it to where if you can draw a PK, the percentage of converting that's fairly high. And so, you know, they got the PK and they earned it. And, you know, there's a draw there. But um, I, I'm still marveling as I look through this – as I look through the standings that we've gone this far before taking our first – I don't even – can't even really call it a loss. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a draw, but – yeah, yeah. <laughs> non-win, first non-win. So just kudos to you and your squad on, on a great season. It's not over yet, but before we look at the playoffs of the varsity, let's talk about their sub-varsity teams. How, how have they been doing so far this season? So our our program has been enriched with success at the young levels. Uh, I really believe in developing all of our teams. We have every year players that have featured on the JV2 that go on to be varsity players. Love it. My one of my starting center backs his freshman year was put on what we call the reserve team which is basically six or seven freshmen that are just a little bit physically underdeveloped but have potential to get there so we keep them in the training sessions they stay in the athletic period they made jv this this kid made jv2 his sophomore year junior jv1 starter for me on varsity now beautiful and I, I have two at times I have two center backs that are both guys that were reserve players. So it's just all it's I'm completely in on developing players to get them ready for the varsity level. So with that being said, our JV two just had a big win against Jordan. It was the one and two teams going against each other. They won three zero last night and it's looking pretty good that they also will be winning their fourth district championship wow. this year. Um, Coach Colkman does a very, very good, very good job with our young guys. He he instills discipline in them and he holds them accountable and he is so hardworking and it, it, his, his personalities, it just, it, he's a very, very good coach and he does a very good job for those kids. Um, our JV one team just lost to Jordan one zero. They were same situation, both in first place. It was pretty much what we thought was going to be a district title game. Um, so Jordan got the got the result there. We would need a little bit of help from other teams to catch them. We're currently three points behind them on mm -hmm. JV one, but again, both JV programs have won several district championships over the time that we've had them, and we use them. We, I, it's it's great. I was I like to watch the young guys play. I like to watch the young guys compete. It means so much to them. They celebrate goals. You know they they get caught up in defeat. It's it's uh, you know building the that mindset that's needed at the next level. Coach, I want to touch back on, on your reserve player, your center back that, you know, was on the reserve squad is now a starter for you. I think sometimes if you look at social media or, or just hear people talking, you're, you're going to see people opining about how today's generation doesn't face adversity well or, or tend to quit. And I don't know if that's true or not. I'm no longer a coach. I, I stopped that in 2015, but I, you know, I have a bunch of friends in the profession, but I'm just, I'm, I'm really blown away by your story. And for parents listening, this is really important. So first of all, kudos to that young man. Kudos to him because I know a lot of I have seen players that if, if they don't get the result they want, they don't make the team they want. Many times they do choose to to withdraw themselves from the team and try something else or, uh, 
you know, things of that nature. And then secondly, kudos to you for making that player feel important enough that he still felt like I may be on the reserve team now, but I can get to that varsity squad. And he has. And so I'm just curious about that dynamic of you mentioned late bloomers. You know, you said you were kind of a late bloomer in a way. You suddenly were able to spring forward in your sophomore year. And that, ha that happens all the time. And so I think it's a really big disservice when coaches write off players too early. And it sounds like you're not doing that. So do you want to speak to that kind of that portion of your program as far as letting players develop at their pace? Yeah, the 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 biggest thing I would say that that helps us is the program itself sets kids mindset to where they show up on day one and they're trying to compete. Yeah. And success is a big contributor. Success helps us. They see how successful and the level of player and the talent that we have ahead of them. And they want to get there one day. Right. And what you do is you just identify where their strengths are as a player, where their weaknesses are. You try to bring those weaknesses up a bit, but then really push them forward on their strengths because that's good what's eventually going to help me um, the guy that we're talking about he was a attacking player for three years so he starts as a center back for me right now yeah and it's just he had the tool set i needed for our back line to be secured and that was my big uh task this year was replacing my entire back line that graduated last year and they've done a great job but, you know and it's it's pretty much the culture and environment that you set that gets kids in there that willing to to wait their time and come and compete. You know, I, I have four kids on varsity right now that started on JV two. I have a JV two original player that went on to be a district MVP. So we, wow. we do it all the time. I've Love had it. players that go JV two their freshman year and they have a good summer. They, they are all of a sudden in a different body. It seems like, and Lo and behold, they're a varsity player their sophomore year. So I I guess my big message to parents is don't get caught up on the now. Get caught up on the, the path to get them where you want them. And that's, you know, oftentimes it's it's our focus is on destination, not journey. But the journey is the beautiful thing. The journey is is the grind. It's pushing. It's seeing your kids actively trying to get better. And that's the beautiful thing not something that's just given to them, something that they've actually earned. And as a parent, I would be the most proud of that. You know, someone that had to work for something. Yeah. Now, as we're kind of get, get ready to wrap it up here, coach, we look at the remaining fixtures, the remaining schedules uh, you have Peyto. So this is a battle between first and second place. So Peyto on Tuesday, this is a huge game. You mentioned with a draw, you would be able to clinch the 196A championship with still two games remaining after that. Uh, then you'll you'll play Katie uh, at Seven Lakes High School at a home game. Uh, you know, your, your alma mater, you'll, you'll welcome the Katie Tigers. Then we'll finish on the road against the Cinco Ranch Cougars. Now, as far as the playoffs, because obviously we, we're about to clinch a district championship. We've already certainly clinched a playoff berth. I've had different coaches tell me different things. Some of them tell me I've asked about playoff scenarios and they say, I, I really, honestly, I don't know. I'm just trying to win this next game. And others, they've mapped out the entire bracket and they know all the different matchups. What type of coach are you? I'm curious, your playoff philosophy. Are you, are you a one game at a guy kind of time or, or do you, are, you, are you kind of formulating in your head your pathway to state? It depends on the season. It sure. depends on where you're at in district. Yeah. If you haven't clinched, your focus, or at least yeah. my focus is on the next match. And that's that's primary, but it is always interesting to see what's what's out there once you know where you're at. 
Um, so yeah, you look at potential matchups and you try to get a feel for what those teams are doing ahead of time so that it's not on the fly. We don't really have a massive amount of time between matches and playoffs to get teams ready. Um, you know, it's, it's a Friday into a Tuesday into a Friday pretty much. And then regional tournament, state tournament. So it happens in a flash and the brutality of the playoffs, one loss you're done. It also brings a lot of just unbelievable memories when you're the team that's moving on and it's, you know, it shows how much the, this game and how much this team and playing for your school means to kids is when you see them in these moments and you see how the seniors react, if they're going home, it's tough, but it also shows what you're doing means something to a collective group. Um, But yeah, I, we have, we have a good feel for who our first round, second round, opponent is i don't really look beyond that because this game's full of upsets happens all the time no i love it so that's great for the fans to hear that the coach is not looking ahead but he is making sure he's starting to see those matchups so you can begin your scouting and your game planning to make sure that our spartans are prepared now i'm sure there will be coach it's been a magical season before we sign off just want to allow you as anyone you want to thank or the staff or, or certain you know members of the program you'd like to give a public uh thank you to yeah, what you know it's it's i'd say the best thing that I've experienced is the quality of administration and the fact that Jimmy, Jimmy Hammond's awesome at sharing facilities. It, yeah. it, you can get any type of athletic coordinator on campus. He is, he is absolutely brilliant at his role. He cares yeah. about all yep. sports and it's known. He makes you feel it. And he does a tremendous job supporting all of us. And it makes, it makes things easier it makes things so much easier when you know what you have. And I'm going back early conversations, the, the mindset of a coach, a coach that really works hard at their craft, they prepare for their training sessions. They have everything laid out. And one of the most disruptive things is if all of a sudden your plans are thrown out the window because you don't have access to an area you thought you had. Right. Right. And for just peace of mind, knowing, where our team is on every day of the week and what we have access to, it makes everything work. And just the level of support from Carrie Finnison and her, her staff yep. is unbelievable. Last year on our state send-off, we had more police in our escort than, than I've ever seen, you know, come together. She's yep. all about her sports on campus and the kids know it and the kids love her to be around. And, you know, she, she does a very good job. So very thankful for our entire administration staff, my two assistant coaches, obviously, you know, I'm a lot to deal with. I know it <laughs> sometimes uh, I, I'm a lot to deal with, but they keep me grounded and it's, it's a good environment. It's a good work environment for sure. Almost the fact, and I know it's an old adage where you say you find something that you love to do. You'll never work a day in your life. And it's that feeling. It really is. And then, you know, the guys, for, I have a group chat with all the old Spartans and they, they still are active. They talk about the game. They, That's awesome. it's, it's fun. It's, it. They, you know, once they leave it, they're not done with me. You know, I want to, I want to be kept up on what's life for them, what their successes are, what their failures are. You know, I have guys call me all the time and it's, it's good to continue that, that relationship. And, you know, I've been in, I've been to a couple of weddings too. Yeah. I haven't, haven't had a speaking role yet. It must be because they've had enough of my <laughs> my halftime talks or my sure. speeches or whatever it may be. But I'll let them all know that 
if they give me the nod, I'll make it a good one. He's know? ready. He's ready in the bullpen. But yeah. no, I, coach, that this has been great. And I mean, just as an outsider, you know, doing the, starting this podcast this year, I've I, I coached for a long time. I coached for over a decade, and I've never seen staff wide just so much positivity from all the different programs moving in the same direction, pulling together, pulling the rope together. You know, and so for parents, Spartan parents that are a part of this community, please be thankful, you know, for what you have. It's been a great ride, and uh, I think it's only going to continue, especially here with the boys' soccer team. Coach Jimmy Kruger, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Once again, it was a pleasure to be here. All right, thanks again, and go Spartans. All right, welcome back. We just got done talking with head boy soccer coach Jimmy Kruger, and now we are joined by Coach E., the head coach for the girls' soccer team, Caitlin Idson. And, Coach, I mean, if if we were impressed by the record that the boys have put up, I mean, you've, you've even maybe exceeded by, by a notch here. You are still undefeated at, at the time of recording. Uh, just two draws to our ledger here uh, with an overall record this season of 17-0-2. We talked to Coach Kruger about how hard it is to win in soccer. You know, upsets can happen many a times. And we've been able to weather all, all of those roadblocks. Can you just talk about... Do you think about the record and all you've accomplished, or is it just something where, where you're kind of just focused on one, one game at a time? I'm really curious your, your thoughts, your thoughts on the record. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, record, I think is, a, is, is shows the process goals that you've set for the season, you know, a win or a loss is really an outcome. And, you know, a program like this, we're looking at winning a district championship this year. We're looking at, at playoffs, but that's really an outcome. So you can't control the outcome. We look at focusing on the process, controlling the process every day. Um, coming out to practice, putting in the things that we need to do, um, meeting those objectives to get you ready for the game. Um, and really, it's just winning games um, and not so much of the the win-loss tie record, but really, are we improving? Um, are we getting better offense, defense, possession? Um, and if we can continually keep improving, uh, that's going to get us towards that outcome that we, that we said at the beginning of the season. But again, focusing on the process, but being motivated by the outcome. Absolutely. You know, Seven Lakes fans are, are no stranger to the success. I mean, last year was another district championship, you know, and I, I could, I can't wait to find out how many in a row. You, I'm sure you have several in a row. Can I, can I ask that? Well, how many in a row have, have we notched as district champs? Uh, well, I'll have to go back and look at the time before I was here, but um, let, let's talk about that after we clinch district, hopefully in the next yeah. few games. I love it. Love it. How love many it. in a row. Yeah. One, I think one thing that the fans enjoy doing is kind of looking back and getting to know more about uh, the coaches, off the pitch, you know, and off the court and all off the field. So let's just talk about wh where are you from originally? Uh, you know, where'd you grow up and, and where'd you graduate high school from? Um, so I actually graduated high school from Sinker Ranch. So oh, I, wow, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did graduate from Sinker Ranch. My parents are still in the area. They're nearby. They can make it to some games. Um, and my sister and my nieces are nearby. So, you know, something that there's a lot of Katie grads still in the district that come back. They'll graduate from school. And it's just such a great district. It's such a great area to be in that, you know, you want to come back. And so this move was, was for family um, getting with my parents in their advanced age. Don't That's let true. them know I said that, but <laughs> just being around with them when they're growing up, you know, being in those formative years. So um, I actually am from Cinco Ranch. I went to, um, I went to SMU where I played in college. Yeah. Um, so I lived in Dallas after high school, went there and, you know, Dallas is a, it's a great place to be. There's great soccer up there, but definitely the the goal was always to come back to Katie. So I was fortunate enough to be able to come to Seven Lakes. And, you know, at this point I've been at Seven Lakes for eight years. So once a Spartan, always a Spartan and I'll, I'll stay one. Yep. 
that's something that that amazes me every single time. I mean, just the tenure of the coaching staff here at Seven Lakes. I mean, so many have been here since the inception of the school or for, or long tenures like yourself. And just can you speak to that? I mean, that's kind of unusual, honestly speaking. I mean, I coached for 11 years. I mean, a, a lot of schools have much more turnover than what we're used to here in Spartan Nation. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of describe what you see and, and, and what attributes to that long, uh, long tenure for all the coaches? That's a great question. I'm glad you brought it up. I think, you know, there, there's a few different factors that work together towards that. You know, a big factor is the, the student, the student athletes that we have here, mm -hmm. um, how they're always committed to, to their success, you know, whether it's academics or athletics, fine arts. Um, and so, you know, you attract people who want to be around great kids and kids that are raised by great parents, you know, that teach them life lessons and hold them to those life lessons. And so it, I think there's a few factors with that, and, you know, and then being in Katy, it's, it's a great place to raise kids and to grow up. Um, so there, there's a lot of things with that. And so with all those factors, there are some really great people here. And I've been really fortunate to learn from a lot of great people here at Seven Lakes, you know, coach Kruger's one, we, we go back and forth with, with the soccer part. And, you know, we go back and forth too, with some of the, the off the field issues, but um, you know, we got coaches here that have been here for, have been coaching for 30 years. You know, there's yeah. a handful of them that have been here. Um, coach Burlock's got a great, she's got over 500 wins, you know, yeah. even though it's not soccer, why wouldn't you want to learn from somebody like that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just helping raise young women to be contributing citizens. No, and I love that. And as, as we kind of turn our attention to this season, yeah, I, and I may have jumped the gun a little bit of uh, talking about the district championship, but we are in the driver's seat. We're in the pole position, you know, of uh, 11, 0 and two overall record. Second place would be the Tompkins Falcons at nine, one and two, followed by Jordan and then the Katy Tigers and Cinco Ranch battling for that last playoff spot there. But, you know, as, as you look ahead, you've got we have three games remaining in this season. Um, the next match is against Peyto, and this this is special. This is a special night because this is going to be senior night. I know it's something you really wanted to touch on. So let's let's pause for a moment, and just kind of recognize uh, your your group of seniors that that helped helped carry on the, this winning legacy here at Seven Lakes. Yeah, th this is a great group of seniors. We got ten of them. Um, ten of them. You know, some of them are going into play in college, and some of them are going on to be future doctors. So yeah. you know, on the field and off the field. You know, yeah. they're just great young women. Um, they've been together for a long time. You know, a lot of them grew up playing together at Seven Lakes Junior High or grew up playing together at Beckendorf Junior High. So we've actually known about them since about seventh grade. And it's just been really fun to watch them grow up over these last few years and just see them blossom into these these young women. Um, like I said, they're going to take over the world one day, you know, yeah. even when they hang up their cleats. Yeah. Um, they're really driven. They're driven in all parts. You know, this is a group that likes to stay after and get extra shots up and everything. And they're always communicating with each other, trying to make each other better. And you know, they hold each other accountable, like in the classroom, you know, I, I could count how many AP classes they're taking, but you know, I need, it would take me a minute to go find all those numbers for you because right. there's a lot of them. So, I mean, you know, with these last few games for the varsity senior night coming up against Peyto, you know, you've, you've kind of talked about, about that, that crew, but then after that, after the Peyto game, you still have tough matches left with Katie and Cinco. I mentioned they're both vying for a playoff spot. So, you know, they're going to be gunning with everything yeah. they have. So as you kind of look ahead, to these last few matches i'm curious about this and i asked coach kruger the same question is it is it something where you truly are going because i've had coaches tell me several different things some coaches are very much just one match at a time others do begin to start looking at the potential playoff matchups and start maybe you know doing some extra scouting or things of that nature I'm, I'm just curious where do you lie as we kind of approach the end of a very successful season and we're starting to get excited all of us here in spartan nation for the playoffs like kind of what are your thoughts is it, is it one game at a time strictly or are you starting to think about those those matchups 
Well, you know, I got to get about a lot of credit to my staff, my assistant coaches, um, Coach Nunnerger and Coach Poss. You know, we we are we don't just scout at the end of the season. We don't just scout, you yeah. know, getting ready for playoffs. We're continuously scouting and collecting information. Excellent. Um, our first priority, of course, is ourselves. Um, but it's just also taking the information that we have and again meeting those objectives and giving our kids those challenges to put us in the best position to be prepared for playoffs. And so, you know, talking about these next three games, the best position would be for us to be in that first place, uh, that first seed um, playing fourth place in Fort Bend after that. And it's not going to be easy. You know, I just looked at the Fort Bend standings today and there are three teams that are, that are pretty close in that, in that district. So, you know, we, we can't even say who we're going to play for certain, even if we know our seeding. And all those seniors that we're going to honor on Tuesday night uh, for senior night against Pato, at one time, they were wide-eyed, bushy-tailed freshmen, you know, coming in that were on your sub-varsity programs. And and so let's also turn our attention to your sub-varsity teams. I know uh, success has has permeated down to those levels as well. So what have you seen this year from your sub-varsity programs? Well, you know, we we talk about our, our pillars with this program and you know, not to share all of our all of our secrets with with the with podcast world, but you know, we have three pillars that we build upon, and we're always um, realigning our sub varsities to those pillars, and and you know, looking at those measurables, they've really done a great job. Again, that's part of our process. It's not just uh, the outcome or our record, but right now our our JV Orange, um, they're in first place. They are have they're at 11 0 and two, 11 wins and two ties. Wow. Um, they've scored 58 goals, given up two goals against and that oh that's goodness. just in our district record yeah so <laughs> yeah um you know they it, it's it, it's fun to watch them put in the the pieces uh as freshmen and then hopefully being able to contribute the coming years to that varsity success um and then our jv blue team you know they're sitting in third place but even with that they've given up uh they've only given up six goals um in in those 14 games or 13 games yeah. so that's that's giving up half a goal a game you know you, you got to be really happy with that um, and they scored some goals too. They they've scored 31 goals. So again, it's just it's really fun to watch them kind of go through some of those those trials and tribulations at the at the sub varsity level to ultimately prepare them um, to play for us at the varsity level. You know, one thing that that came up in the coach in Coach Kruger's episode is he had a particular player that I, I forget the name. I think he called it maybe his third team or a reserve squad. It was a player that you know as a freshman wasn't quite really developmentally ready, but he still stayed as a part of the program. And now as a senior has become, uh, I think he said the start starting uh, defensive center back. And so he's mm-hmm. filling a huge role for this first place team, you know, in, in the 196A in boys soccer. And so I'm, I just found that such an inspirational story, uh, and especially for parents that are listening. I know it's hard for athletes when, of course, we all aspire to be the star player and advance to varsity as a, as a freshman or a sophomore or a mm-hmm. junior, but it doesn't always happen for all of us like that. And I'm just curious, have you had similar instances in your program where you've seen someone that maybe got off to a slower start for whatever reason, but as really stuck with it, worked hard and kind of, and, and made a difference on the varsity. Yeah, we actually have a couple of, of players on varsity right now. They get, that get playing time, significant time that started on that third team for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so we just try and encourage some of those kids that, you know, like development is not a straight line, you know, not everybody's yeah. at a steady pace developing. So, you know, maybe you, you feel like you're plateauing a little bit. Um, maybe you shoot up really fast and then you plateau a little bit. So we just always try and reinforce with them that, for you to get better at playing soccer, you know, you got to be playing with the ball at your feet. So sometimes that's getting maybe some more time on different teams. And ultimately, by the time you graduate from Seven Links, being able to contribute to that top varsity team. I love it. And I've heard this sentiment echoed time and time again, whether yourself, Coach Kruger, Coach DeMarchi on the mat. I mean, I've heard so many Seven Lakes coaches talking about those kids that aren't the superstar. 
And so if I'm a parent listening to this, like that, that's really encouraging that the seven lace coaches aren't just, aren't just focused on the star players, you know, or the ones that are, you know, like every player has importance and that's just, I'm so impressed coach. So I'm so happy to hear, you know, those, those stories um, like that, but let's, like I said, I mean, we're, we're getting excited for the playoffs. I know you're, you're focused on, on, on the task at hand, which is Peyto. Yeah. We're, next, we're focused but... on, focused on tomorrow first and then Katie on Friday, Cinco coming up. So as, you know, as far as what we can do to support, you know, uh, you know, as far as like game times, like, or, or the, the, I don't know, for senior, a lot of times there are some special things pregame that are planned. So what do you want to share anything with the listener as far as what the plans are for senior night against Peyto? Yeah. I mean, senior night, it's the way that we honor our seniors. We'll bring the whole program out. We'll bring the the JV kids from both teams and they'll be able to kind of do like a clap line for our seniors. And it's just a little bit, a little spotlight on each senior that's made it through this program. Um, you know, what their, what their plans are at the next level, whether it's to play or whether it's to be a student. Um, we'll talk about what their intended major is. And you'll be, you know, coming from a school like Seven Lakes, every year I'm impressed by somebody is going to, is going to solve cancer or somebody's going to cure yeah. cancer. Somebody's going to build a rocket ship, send us to space. You know, it's really impressive. Um, and then we also have people who are going to help solve everyday problems as well. Um, so you could come out and you could see their body of work over the last four, few years. And then what they've learned here at Seven Lakes, this great campus that we have and how they're going to take that and just help help the world be better. You know, we'll, we'll have people who want to be biomechanical engineers. Maybe we have people who want to be psychologists. We have people who want to be doctors. We have people who want to be teachers. So it's just really, it, it's a fun night to, again, seeing these these girls that were seventh grade soccer players at Beckendorf and at Seven Lakes and, you know, they're graduating and they want to be they want to be a doctor. That's, that's really fun. And, and that's why, that's why we love doing this job. Coach Nunnegar, Coach Poss and I just really getting to watch these young women become young women. And coach, you've, you've brought that up several times tonight. I can just say, I can feel the, the pride oozing off of you when, you when you talk about their beyond, beyond the pitch, right? Beyond mm-hmm. seven Lake soccer. Can you talk about that balance of being, you know, an athlete, which you guys are competing at a very elite level. So this is, this is high level soccer. You know, uh, you know, you were kind enough to, to meet me after your practice here today, but at the same time, balancing their, their career aspirations and, and their roles as students, it sounds like you're really, you're really, a, you're very focused on their, their development as students as well. So can you kind of just describe mm-hmm. to parents that are listening, that balance between a student and athlete within the seven lakes girls soccer program? Yeah. Well, we always say they're student athletes and we are teacher coaches like that. That is our professional title. We're teacher first coach second. Um, and so it's really using soccer as an avenue um, to learn some of those lessons like soccer and sports. That's a great way to learn failure. That's a great way to learn um, putting in time doesn't always equate success. And just because you don't get the result that you want doesn't mean you give up. So I'm really passionate about helping grow the next generation of young women um, when you, how to face a setback. You know, maybe you apply for a job and you get passed up for it and you feel like you're the most qualified for it. That doesn't mean you stop applying for that job. And so just really learning some life lessons, learning to communicate and advocate for yourself. Um, and then because you're going to be you're going to be in this world a lot longer, even after you hang up your cleats. Coach, love it so much. Cannot wait for senior night next Tuesday against Peto. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I love that you're highlighting some of the some of my great colleagues here at Seven Lakes. Like you yep. brought up Coach Shamarchi. You know, he's he's been doing it and he's been successful with a lot of different a lot of different athletes. Um, and so I just really appreciate you putting the time and in, into the other coaches and then putting the time into these kids too. And that speaks a lot to, you know, the parents and raising some great young human beings. Absolutely. We'll see everyone Tuesday night for senior night against Peyto. Go Spartans.